Freemy TV, episode three, breakdown, prisoner of love, coming at you now. Control, this is Agent Aldrin. I need a request to open up cell 311. Freemy Podcast. So what's going on, everybody? First and foremost, many blessings to everybody out there. I, I wish everybody peace and love, and I wish everybody uh, the best of health and that everybody's just getting by the, the best that they can. Episode 3, Breakdown, Prisoner of Love, man, smash hit, going off on Discovery+. Plus. If you don't know about it, now you know. Check it out on Mondays, the new episodes drop. This is Episode 3, I'm breaking down, and then next will be 4, and then you got it. After that, it's going to be five. Boy, I got me a smart crowd. So in the first scene, right, of opening in episode three, we cut to Bryce and, and, um, the hell is her name? Alondra and Bryce. And Bryce getting out, them hugging, and just all the excitement. And I'm sure there was a lot of tension and nervousness, especially on Bryce's part. You know, him coming out. Um, and everything was just surreal. He he explained how everything just seemed crazy, um, and just surreal. You know, it's 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 hard to explain. You know that feeling of of just walking out of the gate, like you know, okay, you've done your time. You've done five years, ten years. It's time for you to to go home now. And you're just standing there with, you know, a, a small box of things in your hand, and you're you know you're you. You're meeting somebody for the first time after four years of knowing them on a, you know, on a on a distant relationship type thing, you know. So mistake number one, the first mistake I seen Alundra make yet is taking him to a surprise party. Now, coming home from from any kind of length of bid, uh, you know, we we don't want surprises. And and maybe for the guy that did 18 months, maybe 24 months, things of that nature. But anybody that's done four or five years or more, you know, we just want to um, come home and adjust. We don't want no surprises. We don't want a lot of people around us, a lot of noise, things of that nature. We just we just really want to come home and unwind. Um, so the first mistake that Alundra made was throwing him a surprise party with his family. Alundra, there's nothing wrong with what you did because you don't know, right? But yeah, it's it's more about communication. When when your loved one is coming home, it's more about communicating and just making sure that you know what it is that they want. Don't hit them with no surprises. Don't hit them with none of that. Just let them know, you know, hey, listen, man, you know, I, I had this thing where I was going to have your family come by. How do you want to handle that? Do you want them to come by the house? Do you want to set up a dinner? Will we meet everybody? Just communicate with the person so they're prepared and they're not surprised because we don't we don't want surprises in those moments. Next scene, we cut back to Chelsea and her everlasting love with Michael. Uh, this guy's a lame. You know, you could just tell that that he's just putting everything on. You know, it's it's just all game that he's running about running up to the gates and her beautiful face and can't wait to smile. It's just these are the type of interactions. If you're in this type of interaction where the individual just is just constantly throwing compliments at you and just trying to swoo you all the time, it's game. Prison penis. Really, Chelsea? Prison penis. 
after Prison Penis Gate, we switched back to Isa. We haven't heard from Isa in a minute, so we switched back to Isa. She's in her diary cam, and she's just telling, you know, it's about how she feels, you know, and her feelings as far as um, she's growing close to Devin, and, she, you know, she can't wait for Devin to come home. She's starting to imagine a life, you know, face-to-face with this character. So, you know, she's probably doing stuff around her house and just thinking about what it would be like to have Devin around the house. And when you start thinking like that, of course, emotions are going to start growing deep. So after Ice's diary cut, we um we cut back to, you know, another serious scene. And, and uh, it's with Alondra and, and Bryce, you know, and they're riding in the car and they're having a very important conversation. And what that conversation is, is um, Alondra kind of sharing her fears. You could tell that she's very giddy. She's happy with with the decision that she made. Both of them are, are very happy with each other. And you could tell that it's a beautiful relationship. It really is. And Alundra's starting to express her fears because now she's starting to see this, this relationship in the physical form. And now it's, it's serious. Now shit just got thick, you know, because now her man is home and, and this is in her hands and she don't want to lose that. And she's expressing that fear and that anxiety. And as Bryce, you know, explained that he's been home 10 minutes and she's already, you know, aggravating him with this here. He even rolled his eyes in the scene when she started bringing it to him. This is the beginning of toxicity because what's happening is, is again, we're, we're, we're expressing emotions without really understanding the words that we're using or how they're being framed. So first and foremost, Bryce has to understand, again, all the sacrifices that Alundra made and and the risk that she's put her own life in, in connecting with this guy. And you have to understand that and you have to allow that person to express those fears. And you have to show that you understand those fears and that you're going to respect those. And on Alundra's side, she also has to just make her point and never bring it up again. Don't bring it up no more. Just like she said, just have that talk. Give it the weekend. Give it, you know, a couple of days. But then it's, listen, this is what I've sacrificed. This is what I've went through. This is what I will not tolerate. And as long as we can follow in those guidelines, I'm going to be on your ass because you have shown a history of making bad decisions. So I am going to be nervous about your choices until you can earn my trust in that in that facet. But and again, these are all things that Bryce has to understand and accept for himself as well. We cut to Bryce's dad and and I really have an issue with what he had to say about why he didn't go and visit his son in prison, because um, he claimed that he didn't want to see his son that way. Um, But then he turns around and says to his son that he has to be a man. So again, these are a lot of the hypocrisies that parents display, right? I'm sure Bryce definitely felt some kind of way about not seeing his dad through his bid. But again, um, I could tell that Bryce is very emotionally connected to his family. So he probably never let his father know how that how that let him feel. Um, the excuse that the father gave about not going to prison to see his son is just not viable. It's a cop out. 
Um, and again, it's it's that man's own insecurities for whatever reason as to why he didn't want to go see and support his son through through the most important time in his life. Um, then again, it's that that do as I say and not as I as I do attitude. So he's telling his son, you know, um, I didn't want to go to prison. We had this deal. I don't want to come see you like that. Blah blah blah. But yet you have to man up and go do your time. We cut to the scene where, uh, you know, where where Bryce is meeting his his family and and um. You could just see it. I mean, I, I understand. I understand exactly what Elantra's talking about. You know, and Elantra's a, a, a good girl. You know, she stepped out of the way, and it had to be hard on her as the only the only black person at the party. You know, and I understand that as well. Um, so, again, this is, I'm sure it was nerve-wracking for her. Um, it was nerve-wracking, I'm sure, for Bryce as well, um, but in a different way. But... Uh, for Elantra, it, it had to have been a very, very stressful and tiring day for her mentally. So we we hear from Bryce and we hear about, you know, Bryce's background growing up. And it's it's getting to be, um, you know, how Bryce described it. I mean, that's getting to be normal suburbia, you know, just growing up. You could tell that the parents are... are uh, just all about themselves you could see that you know they just they're they're all about living you know their own lives and and taking things day by day you know um a survival family and there's so many families in our communities that are living that way just by survival every day it's just what they can do and Bryce was gone they had to survive keep it pushing the way that they knew how Bryce comes back and then they act like you know, those four years never even existed. Um, these are all all traumatic things that we go through when we come home. And we just, in our own minds, we have to deal with these things and, and just put them on a back shelf and just say, you know what, uh, that was that and, and so on. But you can't. You have to always remember who was there for you and who wasn't when you were walking through that fire because... The next time fire comes, you know who to look for. So we cut back to Isis scene and she's back in her diary cam. And now the big, the big topic comes up, you know, and this is always going to come up sometimes when a structure, a plan is not devised when you're, when you're getting into a relationship with an inmate and that topic is money. So Devin started asking um, Isa for money. And he was sick. They haven't spoken in, in a week. And, and some of his emails were saying that, you know, he needs money for, for extra food and extra medicine. And all of this stuff is true. We get charged for everything inside. So when we do get sick, we, we have to go to medical. We have to pay for the trip to medical. We have to pay for our medicine, things of that nature. So these are normal occurrences. Again, where ICE's mistake was at was not setting up a confine, some sort of... of of stipulations with Devin. You know, I don't mind sending you money, Devin, but I can only send you $50 a month, no matter what. I can only send you $100 a month, no matter what. You know, so he knows in his mind, if he's a true character, you know, he knows in his mind that she's willing to give me $100 a month, which will help. You know, uh, $100 a month, although is probably not sufficient, 
right? It takes about $200 a month to really kind of live comfortably in, in, in prison. But so $100 a month really isn't sufficient, but people can only do what they can do. My point is that when you're setting up that relationship, these things have to be discussed from the beginning. It's okay. It's okay to ask the inmate, you know, what is, what is, how much do you bring in or things of that nature. If he's a true person, he's going to tell you, you know, no, it's okay. I don't need money. I'm good. I can take care of myself. Or he may just tell you, listen, I could probably use an extra 50 or $100 a month on top of what I, I do, you know. So these are just discussions that have to be played out. So Isa calls Chelsea um, to get advice from Chelsea about uh, what she needs to do, you know. And here again, as I, I stated from episode one, there's a critical lapse in the show, and that is that there is no no conferencing with anybody that has that experience inside. Um, as much experience as Chelsea has dealing with her, her prison matchmaking, she still don't know the ins and outs of, of daily life inside. And um, Isa clearly explained that she has no idea and she's calling Chelsea for for advice. What ends up happening in that conversation is Chelsea ends up worrying Isa even more because Chelsea Chelsea tells, you know, Isa that because the inmate is asking for money that these are big red flags. He could be using them for drugs. He could be using them for all kinds of things, which this is true. But that's not necessarily true in Devin's place. But what that does is plant seeds into Isa's head and starts making her doubt Devin when she really has no reason to doubt. The conversation had to be right away with Devin when he was asking about this money was, um, again, if, if there's doubt, if there's mistrust, that has to be displayed. The person has to know that they're not being trusted. So you just would simply just tell them, well, listen. You know, I know that we, we form this relationship inside. I'm, I'm very, I work hard for my money. I have no problem in, in, in helping where I can. But I need to know that you are being honest with what I'm sending you. Again, these are things, if it's a true intent on the individual inside, they will understand that obligation that they have to provide in order to gain this person's trust. Then now Chelsea ends up wrapping up the conversation about not sending any more money. Again, all of this is, is being decided without even having Devin in that conversation. So it's completely unfair to Devin. Um, and it these are conversations that have to be made with both individuals. Again, like I say, what we fear the most as human beings is the unknown. The fact that Isa has no idea is what fears her the most. How's everything going with Manuel? So we cut back to the scene where Chelsea finally gets to let her mom know about Manuel. She breaks the ice talking about how pretty the water is and how beautiful the weather is and all of these things, knowing that the big question is coming up. Now, here again is another hypocrisy that I, I don't like, and we don't even realize that we do it. 
And again, Mom Dukes, who I love, right? I love Mom Dukes because she's critical and she's very, very thoughtful. Like her wheels are moving, as she says in the in the episode, this is her daughter, you know. But again, it's okay for her daughter to make other relationships and match other relationships, but it's not okay for her daughter to be in a relationship with a prisoner. And that's what I don't like. <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> two weeks. Why are you doing your mom dukes like this, Chelsea? Why are you doing mom like this, man? So mom dukes goes on to explain about, you know, the 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 repercussions that Chelsea could be putting the family in, you know, bringing the stranger into, you know, their home, their family life, you know, um, in two weeks. You know, so the mom is making, again, some very valid points that a lot of times individuals don't think about when they're getting involved in relationships with people that are incarcerated. We cut back to Isa's diary cam and she's explaining about a dream that she had about Devin robbing her, putting a gun to her face and robbing her. Again, I think that dream spawned off the fact that of the worry that Chelsea put in Isa's head and her constantly thinking, is Devin beating her? Is he robbing her? Is he, you know, using her for her money and such until the point that it it manifested into a dream of hers. Isa is now talking to her friend on the phone again, who has no no experience in this whatsoever. So she's seeking advice from people that can't give advice. And that's always a dangerous thing because when people care about one another, they're always going to tell them what's quote unquote best for them. So um, even though that it's not the best in this situation, it's it's still them expressing their opinions based on nothing, you know, other than the fact as they don't want their friend to get hurt. So nobody's really telling Isa any good information other than the fact is we just don't want you to get hurt. But she's not learning. There's no information there for her to learn from. She's just getting advice from people that have no advice. Here again, because Isa didn't didn't set no no boundaries um she's creating more chaos for herself more pain because now the emotions are a lot more than what they are from the very beginning the very beginning you can set up a structure and you can be cold about it and these are the confines but once these emotions start coming in and you don't want to hurt people's feelings is the harder it gets to have that conversation we cut to the most important scene i think in the um in, in season three, and that's Chelsea now talking with Michael um, face-to-face uh, and Michael explaining that he wants to be celibate when he wants, you know, when he comes home. Um, of course, it blows Chelsea's mind because she can't understand that and no person with a logical mind is going to understand that because, again, it's game. It's, it's manipulation. Um, you're celibate now. When you're in prison, you're celibate unless you 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 cho- you know you choose the alternative. But when you're in prison, you are celibate, and that is your time to work through your celibacy and all the issues that it takes to. When you're locked up, that is the time that you're you're going through your celibacy. So for you to come home and say that I want to be celibate, it's it's game. It's manipulation, and. 
if you're thinking on that conscious level of celibacy, you're not going to come home and, and be that way. It's just um, not when you're in a relationship. You know, not, you're not, it just doesn't, there's no logic to it. You're not going to form a relationship with somebody and then tell that person that you're going to be celibate when you come home. That's one of the things that you, you open up out of the gate. Like that's in your profile. You know what I mean? Things of that nature, because no one is going to understand that. In my personal opinion, the fact that somebody would say that they want to be celibate when they come home tells you that they're not engaged in that relationship. And that they just want to keep things on a, on a back burner and hope that other opportunities come to them. See, again, the, the excuses that Michael is giving about the celibacy, about rushing into relationships and all of this stuff. What he's saying is true. And again, that's the manipulation because a woman will understand that, right? But again, you're, you're in prison. That connection has already been made. The spiritual side of that relationship has already been made you've already made a relationship without the physical sense of it so to say that now you're going to come home and be celibate because you don't want the physical relationship and you want to get that spiritual connection it's just game see again it's the words i want to make sure that we're established i want to make sure that this and i want to make sure again this is just all it's all game it's 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 narcissism it's manipulation and it's it's egoic it's it's tricking the the individual that's listening right into this dream state of of the perfect guy like oh my god this guy like he's so perfect you know i mean he wants to be celibate when he comes home like who who does that but gandhi again michael is one of the worst type of inmates coming home where They've learned a bunch of smart words, and they've learned how to use these smart words, but yet the words are meaningless to them, and they know that the words are meaningless to them. So now we're back to Bryce and Alondra. They're in the home. Um, Alondra talking about how Bryce put it down, about us coming home, and how it's short, and all of this stuff. It ain't true. It ain't true. We put it down. Alondra's walking around with her big old Kool-Aid smile. Bryce walking around with his big old Kool-Aid smile. But they start getting into the conversation. Alundra says some very important things and some very true things. And again, she's setting her boundaries and, and, and trying to let Bryce know um, where her fears are at. And Bryce understands, but he's having a hard time accepting that fact. Um, And... This this is important because I've went through that. Like I I I like to think that, you know, um, I just want to be trusted. And it came to a point to where I was expecting people just to trust me. Like, man, listen, I got this. Don't even don't even sweat that this and that. But that's not how life works. And Bryce needs to understand that it's going to take a lot of work and effort and a lot of conscious choices that Bryce is going to have to make. And these are the sacrifices that he's going to have to make, like Alundra made, in order for him. He's going to have to make those same sacrifices for that relationship. And those sacrifices of knowing that trust has to be earned. He told Alundra, you know, that, you know, Bay, you're going to have to, you're just going to have to trust me. That's not how it works, Bryce. That's not how it works. 
she's she's given up enough trust in just being with you from the beginning, you know, so you just can't expect her just to not think about any of the decisions or choices that you have a track record of making your whole life. So that's that's what we have to understand is proof of work. Our proof of work is not that great. So until our proof of work improves, people are going to look at the proof of work that we've already established and we're going to be judged upon that. See, but Bryce has got a good head on his shoulders and he understands what it takes to really survive coming out of prison. It's just whether he can do it or not. But he said something that's very key is, yes, you put prison behind you, but you never forget. You never forget where you came from because when you forget about those things, then you forget about how you got there to begin with. We cut back to Isa. Um, she gets the phone call with Devin. Um, Devin's a hard read. He's a he's a real hard read. Um, you could tell that Devin has a lot of uh, street knowledge and and, and uh, history. So I believe that's why he's a hard read. Um, but the conversation today with Devin and Isa led me down a darker path with Devin and that was because I know manipulation and I know when manipulation is being applied and when the 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 confrontation about money came up Devin um didn't try to ease her her worry about the money instead he tried to switch the subject into what it's going to be like when he comes home and he tries to alleviate her worry with with more fantasies of what it's going to be like when when um he comes home and it worked because she ended up turning around and sending him the $35. Now, does that mean that Devin is a fraud? It doesn't. It does not mean that Devin is a fraud and it does not mean that Devin is is you, you know, fraudulently maliciously using Isa, but what it could mean is that Devin is just doing what Devin has done his whole life. We cut back to Chelsea and Jonathan now. Jonathan is there. They're in the the uh, the closed apartment, and Chelsea's explaining the the whole celibate thing to Jonathan. Man, Jonathan, you know, man, Jonathan's probably about one of the smartest, sharpest dudes that I've seen in the show so far, because he's telling her really good stuff. And like he says, this whole celibate thing is just an escape route. back to Isis diary cam and she, again she's still worried about the money um I don't think it's so much as the money I think what Isis is more worried about is looking like a fool you know I think that's where her worry is rooted in is just looking like a fool because she don't have much money and she obviously works hard for the little bit of money that she has and she just don't want to look like a fool like she's sending this 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 person money when everybody is telling her not to and such but um, she's she's going with her trust. Yo, Bria is fine. Boy, I didn't know she was so damn tall, or Ice is so damn short. But either way, girl, what's up? Bria makes some good points, you know, um, about you know asking family, not asking your girlfriend for money. Again, that's true and not true, you know, because it's it's about comfort, you know. Guys like us, where we we don't like to depend on people too much, and 
again, when we're, you know, guys like us, we don't like to depend on people too much. So it's very hard for us to ask people for things to begin with. But you come to the understanding that you're in a position where you have to depend on other people, you know. So it's it's just about comfort. You know, he probably felt more comfortable with Isa asking her for the little bit that he needed versus asking his family, you know, um, because it, it, probably of the track record, you know what I mean? There's probably an extensive track record with his family where there's no track record with Isa. So maybe he he can start a fresh track record. Um, you know, we, we have to take in account that people do change and they do want to change. But we also have to take into account their actions of prior. So we always have to protect ourselves, but just give people the benefit of the doubt. One thing I see Isa doing is is again um stressing herself out and worrying herself because she's she's falling like I said from the very beginning she's falling with no safety net and she don't know how she's going to land the biggest way to avoid that again is to just set confines set up a structure of what you will do if you know that you spend $40 a month on on bullshit and you don't mind sending it to this person here then know that that $40 is going to this person and don't ever think about it coming back to you or whatever because you already made a decision in your head that you were going to help this person and that is in the confines of help. So now Chelsea's standing in the middle of the snow out in Idaho somewhere and uh, she's waiting on Michael. Um, again, these are instances where we set ourselves up for the misery that we put ourselves in. And it's just taking chances and delusions and, and fantasies, you know. Um, how many women have, have stood in the snow like that, waiting on somebody to come out of prison to to nobody, you know. Um, we have to always apply logic to these fantasies and, and, and these delusions that we create for ourselves. We want things to be real and we want them to be the way that we've we've envisioned them, but they're not always that way. And then when that happens, we beat ourselves up. We, f we feel embarrassed. We don't even want to see our family. I don't know how Chelsea's going to recover from this, especially off, you know, coming off Manuel. So that's it, man. I hope you enjoyed season three wrap up. I'm going to do season four. Um, it dropped last week on Monday. I'm going to break that down tomorrow, season I keep saying season, man. So that's it, man. Episode three wrap up. I'm going to give out. See, uh... Listen, man. Episode three breakdown done. Peace. We out.